You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I am your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Hello, Jason. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> to Thank my you. own home. To, well, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I'm the one who does all the work to get over here. Why aren't you welcome me every week? Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> on the way here, I braved the most crowded Trader Joe's and the yeah. worst parking lot I've ever seen. Yeah, the Trader Joe's parking lot is not cute. No, I no. was coming over here and I thought, oh, I'll just swing by the Trader Joe's. I have to get a couple things. It's kind of on the way to your house. And then 35 minutes later, I left again because, Jesus, I was like parking and like getting spots stolen from me. And, oy, oh, yeah, Lord, it was a good time. Right? I was in and out of the store. <laughs> well, of course, because there's never anyone like in the actual store. They're all in the it parking lot. It was still lot. a crowded store, actually. But I got my sample. I had my little tiny cup of coffee, and then I got my stuff real easy. But parking, oh, <laughs> you went in just for a sample? No, but it is why I'm getting a Costco membership. Oh, <laughs> no question. Wait, you went to a Trader Joe's or a Costco? I went to Trader Joe's, but I'm saying that most of the reason to get a Costco membership is the samples. Gotcha. Now I'm unrelated, but like... they also have samples at Trader Joe's. I got a Trader Joe's membership. I bought it from someone right out front. <laughs> now I can go there anytime. I feel like I feel like you've been bamboozled. It was only three hundred dollars, <laughs> and I can go literally anytime they're open. <laughs> So I think it's a pretty good deal. It's a win-win. Yeah. So shall we jump in? Yeah. We'll talk about the bright spot. Yes. I know it. we've got. I know you've got some topics for me later. It's um, good. And I've got a little bit of bright spot for you this week. Okay. This week, our bright spot is Frank Sereno from Waldo, Missouri. Okay. Frank Sereno is just a normal guy who lives in a neighborhood with other people, and he had been complaining about a pothole. That was in the neighborhood. It was a particularly nasty pothole in his neighborhood. Okay. And he had been complaining to the local authorities to fill it, and it wasn't going anywhere. So what he did was he held a three-month birthday party for the pothole <laughs> and posted it to the social medias. And what do you know? In three days, it was fixed by the city. And I think this is lovely because it was whimsical. He got a little slice of cake with a little three-year candle on it, you know, a little three-candle. <laughs> And he threw a birthday party for the pothole. Did other people come? And, yeah, some people came to the party, but also like people shared it and said, hey, this is cute. And, and, and it worked. It was just the kind of nudge that the city needed to be like, oh, well, we better take care of that. And yeah. it has been filled in. So it was a nice little bit of fun activism. And the reason I'm really featuring it for the bright spot this week is that I'm inspired to do something similar because of the electric car charger that's in the park across from my house has yes. been broken for over a year. So I think I'm going to have a year birthday party for the broken ass electric charger <laughs> that the entire neighborhood tries to use and can't. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like mine's less whimsical because I'm filled with rage yes. when I talk about it. But <laughs> happy fucking birthday! <laughs> Maybe it'll piece get of shit. some action. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my uh, bright spot this week. I love it because I'm inspired to do something similar to that. Do it. Yeah, living the dream. I'm well. I'm trying to, but it's hard with a plug-in hybrid. <laughs> So that's what I've got. What is our real tragedy this week? Jason T. Gaffney. All right. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I hope so. Ouija board. Okay. Seance. Little flashbacks. Okay, getting flashbacks. I see dead people. Okay. Uh, are we talking about seances? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? We're going to talk about the infamous Fox sisters. <gasps> okay. I mentioned them back yeah. in the Ouija board episode. Right. We talked about them a moment, but now we're going to do a whole thing on just them? Yep. Yay. These women are basically the women who led the birth of the spiritualist movement. Okay. And the fall of the movement. <laughs> it's nice when you're still around to see the thing you created get demolished. Yes. Nice. So we touched base on the Fox sisters back in the Ouija board episode, like mm -hmm. I mentioned, and they basically helped give birth 
birth to the spiritualist movement, mm -hmm. which was and is a religious group of people who have the belief that people who die can communicate with us. Yeah. That's kind of the foundation. Okay. Basically, spirits can go to multiple heavens or hells, mm -hmm. which is wild. I didn't know that there were multiple. multiple. Yeah. Oh, it's like the multiverse. Different, like, levels of heaven and hell. Right. Like, if you're really good, you get to go to the best heaven. I'm <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that any heaven the is, best like, heaven? a better place. Anyway. I don't know. I'm not picky. I, I think I'd be fine with any heaven. Yeah. You know. Although, if there is a heaven with room service, I'd want that one. Yeah. But if... If it's, you know, I if there's like also all... a heaven with, like, no hot water, that would suck a little, but it'd yeah. still be kind of okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's a heaven, though. Well, what I'm learning about myself is that uh, heaven is a hotel. <laughs> I've just learned that about myself. Have you heard about the, the, the heaven for dogs is the hell for squirrels? <laughs> I can't I remember like where idea. I, I can't remember where I read that, but someone like tweeted like heaven for dog is being able to chase all the squirrels, but yeah. that's like hell for the squirrels. Completely. And I'm like, way to compartmentalize and like condense the heavens and hells together. Yeah, sure. It's a win win. I guess yes, that is nice efficiency. <laughs> but I think that they would have the room in yeah. the multiverse. <laughs> you don't know their lives. Fine. They've got three rooms, <laughs> one for dogs and squirrels, one for everyone else. Oh my God. <laughs> Lucky dogs. <laughs> so, okay. Basically, all spirits start in limbo. And okay. when they're in limbo, they can communicate with the living. Sure. And the idea is that like, the dead people are more enlightened than the living, because now that they're dead, they understand everything. Right. They've it, crossed over and yeah. they see more. And so now they can answer questions and help guide people. Gotcha. So they're, these spirits are called spirit guides. Oh, how useful. Yeah. And literal, too. Yeah. If the, <laughs> a little on the nose. If the spirit uh, spends its time helping and loving others, it gets to go to one of the heavens. I want to call it the spirit ranger, like a park ranger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's better. He's the lone spirit ranger. <laughs> But if the spirit cares more about itself and, like, vengeance and stuff... Yeah, that'd be me. It goes to one of the hells. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which, oh, no. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. So... All right. I might have to forgive that person who took my parking spot today. Oh. oh I don't want to, though. Well, they're going to hell, too. According to oh, every religion, everybody's going to hell. So. <laughs> so, okay. In addition to the movement, there's a subset of this religious group who believe in reincarnation. Are they saying you answer questions for a while, you're like a square on Hollywood Squares, and then you reincarnate after that for a while? I, that part was a little weird for me. So you die, you go to limbo, you have to answer questions for a while, and then you come back as a beetle or whatever. Yeah, and okay. I guess if you get reincarnated, you weren't like bad enough to go to hell or good enough to go to heaven. I see. And I'm kind of like, what kind of questions did you answer? Like, yeah, the sky is blue. Mm -hmm. Like, non-helpful questions. You're saying that whether you reincarnate is based on the quality of your answers. You're, you have to be a good test taker to go to heaven. That sucks. I mean, I'm out. That's, I'm going to get reincarnated constantly. So, All right. So now that we know the basic of this religion place. I feel I'm versed in it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump in and meet the Fox sisters, shall we? Yes. Okay. Leah Fox was the oldest. Is it F-O-X? F-O-X. Okay. Yeah. Then Margarita, mm -hmm. also known as Maggie, not pizza, was the middle child. I've never heard of a person named Margarita. You haven't? I know of a drink, and I know of a pizza. Really? Yeah. So Margarita, known <laughs> as Maggie, was the middle child. Okay. And Catherine, with a C, was also known as Kate, with a K. Okay. And she was the baby sister. All right. I just, like, why are we changing the first initials with your nickname? That's very confusing. That is odd. Like, you could be Kate with a C, whatever. You can, as we have learned from Kate Blanchett. Yeah. And, Good point. I mean, one... But it's weird. It's it's weird. Every time I see Kate with a C, it's weird. Yeah, I guess. But, like, one of the daughters is named after pizza, so... Imagine Kiss Me Kate with a C. Well, I don't... Now imagine it I with think two C's. It would be like, <laughs> cuddle me, Kate. Instead, <laughs> it's just... This is when they do it in middle school. <laughs> In my high school musical, we did South Pacific, but we were in South Texas, and so we could not say damn. Oh, okay. So in the Bloody Marys eating beetle nuts, right? Yeah. We had to keep saying darn. We could never... <laughs> this is South Pacific. We had to edit South Pacific for content. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Yeah. You got we were prudish. This is where I grew up. <laughs> 
I was just screaming damn left and right yes, you at were. that age. So. You fucking did Tommy in middle school. <laughs> Tommy, can you hear me? You did, like, Rocky Horror Show in high school. Thongs and all. Yes, I yeah. know. We couldn't do that. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> we had to edit the sound of music. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, okay, Leah was not basically in on the action initially. Okay. She's the oldest sister. In fact, when Maggie and Kate first had an otherworldly event, Leah was already married and lived elsewhere with her husband. Mm. So she's like, I'm married, bye. And the two younger girls are like, oh, no, what are we going to do with our lives except talk to the dead? <laughs> they were grieving, I guess. Yeah, and then they... grieving the death of their sisterhood. It sounds like they were close. Maggie and Kate still lived at home with mom as they were 14 and 10, respectively. Okay. They lived in Arcadia, New York, right oh. next to Newark. Okay. They Do you were... mean there's a Newark, New York? No, I think it was near the New Jersey line. Got it. So they were near everything. Okay. But they lived in a farmhouse. And the farmhouse was supposedly haunted, according to the legends in the town. Okay. So they're like, we live in a haunted house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, like sure. 14 and 10 year olds do. Absolutely. What year is this? It's 1848. Okay. So, yeah, young women in 1848 definitely said, yes. 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 Check out my boots that go up my legs <laughs> and my pantaloons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better work that corset, girl. Yes. yes. I've got to find me a husband. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the men hear them coming and just start running. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're yes. coming. <laughs> so in 1848, Maggie and Kate decided to seize the opportunity of their supposedly haunted house, mm-hmm. along with the fact that it was March 31st, to play an April Fool's joke on their mother. I see. Quote, they scare her to death and then they got super actually haunted? <laughs> I, I hope. No. Okay. So quote from Maggie, quote, When we went to bed at night, we used to tie an apple to a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Or we would drop the apple on the floor, making a strange noise every time it would rebound. Mm -hmm. Mother listened to this for a time. She would not understand it and did not suspect us as being capable of a trick because we were so young. Mm -hmm. And because people don't think that women can are smart enough to do that kind of stuff. Even other women? I mean, back then, it was a terrible time. Well, okay, but they're tricking their mother, right? Who was at one point herself a 10 and a 14-year-old girl, (laughs) right? True. All right. In the early 1800s. Sure, that was in 1815. There was no joking in 1815. Everyone sit and stare at the wall. That's all you had to do. This is my favorite form of entertainment. That's all there was. Yeah. Sometimes they'd light a candle. Ooh, we found a candle. Wow. Yes! Yes, this candle. (laughs) Okay, So on the 31st, they were with their mom, and they decided to show their mother that they could indeed talk to the spirit. They're like, this is a spirit. We're going to talk to it. Mm -hmm. So Kate opted to ask the spirit to make the same pattern of sounds that she was making while snapping her fingers. So Kate basically snaps her fingers to, like, some fun rhythm, Mm -hmm. and then the spirit does the exact same thing, but with, like, thuds. Oh, okay. So she's like, snap, snap, like call and response. Yeah, Yeah. and then the apple was like, thud, 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 thud. Right, sure. You know, like a little tap dance. Yeah. So the spirit repeated it perfectly. Amazing. Mother took notice. All right, then they did Macarena. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Macarena. Thud. (laughs) So Kate asked the spirit to then tell them the ages of the girls, and the spirit would correctly guess 14 for Maggie and 10 for Kate. Incredible. Mother was now spooked. Sure. She's like, what the fuck? Oh, my God, we're super hunted. She's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening in my house? (laughs) So mother did the very logical thing, which was to invite all the neighbors over immediately to see what was (laughs) happening before their eyes. She's like, you got to come see it. My house is haunted. Sure, sure. That that ghost is telling my daughter, like, the the ages of them. And none of these people, when they're hearing the, like the sound on the roof go upstairs to see why the fucking thing is making noise on the ground we'll learn and about find that. the younger girl there with an apple on a string <laughs> i think and be both... like i think i cracked the case nancy drew <laughs> okay well the neighbors showed up mm-hmm. and the girls managed to trick them too <laughs> <laughs> i forgot this is 1848 everyone was a moron humanity at our finest we're 10 and 14 and we're gonna 
<laughs> fucking hoodwinked the entire neighborhood. They're okay. like, this is the best April Fool's ever. Oh, man. They invented this form of entertainment. So, after such a resounding success, the girls decided to make a code to talk with the spirit more easily. Okay. So, like, one rap is yes, two raps is no, etc. Yep. And a way for them to have the alphabet easier, that I didn't... I don't understand, but they're like, we're going to use different sounds. It's super easy. I'm Uh, like... 26 raps is Z. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was that 13 or 14? (laughs) Can you start over? (laughs) The spirit, you just hear, bang, 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 bang. Just so angry. (laughs) You'd have to be super focused. (laughs) That was an H. Well, okay, so the young girls wanted to keep this, the mystery alive. Uh, basically, they decided to name the spirit Mr. Splitfoot. Okay. This was a coded nickname for the devil. They're oh. like, we're talking to the devil. I get it. I get it, because of the cloven hooves. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, seems a little like... I've always felt that the devil looked unsteady on those legs. Yeah, but he's yeah. got an amazing core. Oh, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, so he's able to tuck it in. And... But he's like the first example of a little too much upper body work and not enough <laughs> leg days. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, little chicken legs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I love that their mom was not like, excuse me, you're not allowed to talk to the devil. You Like, no. She's just like, I guess just talk to the devil. Really? Yeah, I know. It's weird. No problem. I would. Okay, so I'm superstitious, but not religious. That's yeah. cool. Okay. At some point, they got tired of calling him Mr. Splitfoot, so they decided to rename the spirit Charles B. Rosna. Charles B. Rosna was apparently a peddler who had been killed only five years prior and was taken into the cellar of their house and buried there. What? So they're In like, actuality? No. Oh. They're saying that this is who the spirit is. It's not the devil they're talking to. They're talking to Charles B. Rosna. Okay, was that an acronym for something? No? No. That's so... Okay, that's out So, there. Mother and the neighbors now got a little bit more spooked by that. They're yeah. like, wait a minute, there's someone down in my basement? Yeah. Did um, Mom not know about it? No. And, well, why was it? Why was this traveling salesman murdered and put in there? Was he murdered or did he die of natural causes when he was, hit by a, he was hit by a horse cart? What? No, he was murdered. Murdered by the girls, we're assuming. So these are now murdering sociopaths. Well, it was five years prior, and they had only lived in the house for a few years. So they, uh, it was before their time. So, But you can trace the, who you bought it from, right? Remember who you well, bought it from? That guy murdered a... So here's the fun thing. The Willy neighbors Loman. were like, first thing we have to do is dig up your basement to find the body. Uh. So they dug up the basement to look for the body, and disappointingly for sanity, they actually found several bones in the ground. Oh. I guess the basement was made of dirt back then, but well, like sure. the bones were not like human bones? Not anymore. Well, <laughs> I think human bones are still human bones. Not after when... Mr. Splitfoot had his say. Yeah. Either way, everyone now is like, holy fucking shit, there are bones in the basement. The girls were right. This is haunted house. <laughs> uh, so the girls, basically, yeah, they found this dead man who's murdered, and they're like, this is a big deal, and we need to solve the murder. Okay. So now the neighbors, they're like, we have to link this to a guy named Charles B. Rosna, but we can't find any paperwork that says a Charles B. Rosna was missing it's at 1848. all. It's 1848. We have no way of knowing who anyone is. Yeah. So... All the neighbors were still like, we're going to find this out. We're going to find out who done it. Okay. So. <laughs> Call Jessica Fletcher. Quote from Maggie. Quote. They were convinced that someone had been murdered in the house. They By asked- you, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they, asked- <laughs> they asked the spirits about it, and we would wrap one for the spirit answer yes, not three as we did afterwards. The murder, they concluded, must have been committed in the house. They went over the whole surrounding country trying to get the names of people who had formerly lived in the house. They're, like, talking to everybody around everywhere. They're like, who lived in this house? Finally, they found a man by the name of Bell, no first name, Mm -hmm. and they said that this poor innocent man had committed a murder in the house and that the noises had come from the spirit of the murdered person. So poor Bell was shunned and looked upon by the whole community as a murderer. Uh so basically, these people had no physical evidence that Mr. Bell had killed Mr. Rosna. Yeah. But they opted that he did, and they decided that he was dangerous and people should avoid him. Okay. So he became like a pariah. So... They didn't have evidence to lock him up. No, and this is all on the word of these two little girls. Yeah. 
that the spirit even exists. Right. Okay. This, by the way, is where the girls lost any sympathy they might have from me. Yeah. Because it's fun to be a little joke and prank and hoaxy and fun things. But now you've got the town convinced that this innocent man has murdered someone who didn't probably ever exist. Right. And you should stop. Yes. Is where I am now. So at this point, basically, the girl's mother's the girl's mother is like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. The house is really haunted. This guy is dead. You've got to go. We've got to leave this house. Yeah. So she sent them to live with their siblings, just like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She's huh. like, off you go. And then they started rapping. It was great. We found one murdered guy and my mom got scared. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody thinks he was pushed down the stairs. <laughs> uh, so Kate basically got sent to stay with Leah, mm-hmm. and Maggie was sent to stay with their brother, David. Both David and Leah lived in Rochester, New York, oh. so they were able to still see each other. Okay. I'm still confused as I, to why I they... I think that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, generally, I'm for that. Not now. Not now. I just don't know how come they didn't all live in the same place, so I guess it was... Small houses. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, when the girls got together, they were able to talk with the spirits. They're like, we're going to get together. Amazing how that works. Only when you're together, though. Amazing. So the older siblings were mystified by the girls' power as well. (laughs) Uh And it wasn't long before the Post family, Isaac and Amy Post, Uh wanted in on the powers. Okay. So the Post were Quakers, and they believed in, quote, radical ideas, such as equal rights for women, mm-hmm. abolition, and temperance. Right. That's like prohibition. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, to stop people from drinking and yeah. all that stuff. All of that is insane. All of it. Equal rights for women and abolition? Crazy. Insane, right? Crazy. So, <laughs> well, it'll after, never happen. After the posts, <laughs> after the post family saw the girls in action, they were bamboozled by the show. Mm. They became devout spiritualists, and Mr. Post would write, quote, I suppose I went with as much unbelief as Thomas felt when he was introduced to Jesus after he had ascended. Everybody knows this story, right? Right? Yeah. Right? Everybody knows, right? Cool. Wait, well, cool. Quakers. You're with me, right? You understand. Who's got my oats? <laughs> Quaker oats. I know. <laughs> Imagine this little impish little guy running in. Who's got my oats? <laughs> Wearing that big Quaker hat. Yeah, it's like, that bonnet or whatever. Yeah, before they, they knew autism was a thing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that also helped Isaac and Amy believe the sisters and their powers mm-hmm. was the fact that the sisters happened to talk to Isaac and Amy's dead daughter. And they happened got to. Answer, yeah, they got answers correct about things. So they're um, like, it's actually our daughter. Right. Oh. She's buried in the basement, turns out. <laughs> Some guy named Belle killed her. Hey. <laughs> what an asshole. I thought she died of consumption. Oh, this is the story of the infamous Belle crime spree in the <laughs> 1850s. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of Quakers would end up joining in spiritualism, and that is how spiritualism adopted the similar ideals to Quakers. Oh, God. That- Did you have to go to spiritual meetings and, like, turn around and shake hands with people you don't know? How awful. Peace be with you. Peace be oh, with you. God. Women's rights, well- abolition, temperance. <laughs> I went to a Quaker service one time, and part of it was you had to, like, turn around and introduce yourself. And I know they do this in a lot of places, but, oh, it's so uncomfortable. Is it a real thing? Yeah. Oh. I'm from Friendswood, Texas, and that is a Quaker-founded town. Oh. So I know some about this. I love this. You, you know, that's because you haven't been. <laughs> I don't, I try to avoid churches. Well, keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the right track. Some churches are good churches, but there's a lot of, anyway. Yeah. After a whirlwind of success mm-hmm. in tricking everyone over the last year, the girls would have their very first public event in November of 1849. Okay. So they're like, we're going public. Yeah, we're taking our show on the road. There's ghosts everywhere. Yeah, you have a ghost, and you, you have, have a ghost. ghost. Look under your chair. Everybody gets you a don't ghost. See anything, do you? It's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so, Isaac and Amy rented the girls the Corinthian Hall in Rochester. Ooh, fancy. Um, and people would pay admission to see them talk to the dead. So, okay. it's the first time people are getting paid, money's getting exchanged. It's it's like, whoa, things mm-hmm. are going to happen. I'm guessing Mr. Bell did not attend. Mr. Bell was busy finding other people. Yeah, to, murdering yeah. people, yeah. After the show, 
which was successful, mm-hmm. Amy Post would go with the girls into the dressing room where the girls would disrobe and would perform again without the aid of their skirts in front of them and prove themselves to a bunch of, like, disbelievers. Um, you're an 11-year-old girl and you have to prove yourself naked for Quaker ladies? I don't... <laughs> what the hell's happened now? What? I don't think that they were, like, fully <laughs> naked. I think they had their pantaloons also, on. Also, you know, prove yourself before you take money for people, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> what the... Well, the night was a rousing success. Everyone's like, we believe. Were you aroused? What? No, I wasn't aroused. <laughs> that's mortifying. You said it was arousing. It was, no, it was, that's like expression. <laughs> it was a boisterous success. <laughs> and they were instant stars. Got it. And people were suddenly very interested in seeing mediums talk to the dead for show. They're mm-hmm. like, I want to hear this person talk to Aunt Mildred. Mm-hmm. Basically, the Fox sisters paved the way so other mediums could do the same types of shows and get paid. So mm-hmm. now there's like a market for this. Okay. They basi- Great. Yeah, I know. Perfect. So glad. They basically started going on tour in the 1850s, and they would do shows for hundreds of people at a time. Mm-hmm. They probably ended up performing for tens of thousands of people before it was all done, Okay. I think. Leah now was a part of the show. Okay. But... <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I was just a housewife before. This sounds more fun. I want to talk to dead people. Totally. Tell me how cute I look, dead Sam. I'm not sure what that means, but okay. I feel like you're a dick, dead Sam. So Leah's in the show now. That's the problem. You know, you really have to lay out specifically what the knocks mean yeah. ahead of time. One's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> we will ask you a series of questions. Please respond with one knock for fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Two knocks will mean I woke up for this. Three knocks is new phone, who dis? <laughs> Four knocks is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of historians believed that Leah wasn't let in on the secret. Okay. That she just was kind of their guardian for the road tour. Oh. And that she's like, my sister's a magical. I'm on the record saying that's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. We'll get there. So, some of the more famous people that the Fox sisters performed for included, but were not limited to... The devil! God! (laughs) The Archangel Michael! Mr. Splitfoot! (laughs) Mr. Bell! (laughs) Mr. Bell's like, this is my special performance. (laughs) I would like to talk to all my former acquaintances. (laughs) So, some of the more famous people that they performed for included... But we're not limited to Horace Greenlee. Who dis? Horace Greenlee is a politician and, a, and the founder of the New York Tribune. Okay. William Lloyd Garrison, who is a famous abolitionist. Ah. And uh, Another so- wacko. <laughs> and Sojourner Truth. Oh, yeah. A former slave who had escaped and was an abolitionist and a women's rights advocate. Oh, man. Double trouble. I know. <laughs> so... Horace Greeley would be one of the most consequential of their famous patrons because he would lead them into the upper class circles. Hello. Thank and he you. would look out for them. Oh. Sort of. Everyone needs a benefactor, I guess. He would sort of look out for them. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really do a great job because not too long after he started watching over them, Maggie and Kate started drinking heavily. Oh, well, yeah. So, well, he was mostly protecting them from bad press. I guess, yeah. yeah. So. The shows would take place, and people would come to try to get insider info on stocks, or oh. try to figure out family issues, or help with making like someone fall in love with them. How does the dead know about stocks? They're like, you know more. You've transcended. You so know the everything. idea is the dead know the future too. Is that what they it is? They know everything. Okay, they can. They're they're a one stop shop. Kind yeah. Of, okay. You can I'm ask like, about the past. You can ask about the present. You can ask yeah. about the future. They're like all of the Christmas ghosts rolled into one. Yeah. So it's the birth of the convenience store. One stop Pretty shop. much. Yeah. yeah. Because of the amazing spectacle, mm. people started believing that they could talk to dead loved ones. Yes. And it became vastly more spiritual in that way 
and they're like going to get help with moving on and stuff like that. Okay. So they're coming so in like, is, I need to talk to my dead wife. This is interesting because spiritualism now has a different sense of like this kind of new agey, crunchy, very amorphous right. like sense of what spiritual means now is like belief in some kind of power out there, right? But we're using spiritualism in a very specific way. Right. It seems at the time it was like talking to spirits. Right. Spiritualism means that the spirits of formerly alive people are hanging around and then you need to have this conduit to talk to them, but they're like dying to talk to you. Right. Well, they did. Yeah. Already. They did. Got it. Anyway, Maggie <laughs> would say, quote, some very wealthy people came to see me some years ago when I lived in 42nd Street and I did some wrappings for them. I made the spirit rap on the chair and one <laughs> of the ladies <laughs> cried <Sorry>. out. <laughs> it's just more fresh prints. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, spirits, come and talk to these chums. Yes. Do more. <laughs> uh, give us a tap on our big bum-bums. <laughs> I was wondering which one of us was going to rap. I'm so glad it was you. <laughs> so one of the ladies cried out when mm -hmm. she tapped on the chair, right? Mm -hmm. And the lady, <gasps> the lady cried out, I feel the spirit tapping me on the shoulder. Whoa. Maggie would say, of course, that was pure imagination. Wow. So people are getting so into it that they're starting to hear and see and feel things that they're not doing. Yeah. We they're... all have this, though. Like, not wearing my watch, I can still feel it. Oh, the phantom phone stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Power of imagination. Excuse me, I'm getting a text. Sorry, I should have turned this off. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Go so, ahead. As the Fox sisters took off in fame, suddenly many other people were like, I too can talk to the dead. I yeah, been, yeah, me too. Hey. I've been bestowed with this gift. Sure. Uh, um, whoa. <laughs> 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 I'm also charging admission. <laughs> come watch me knock on this door. <laughs> and I mean, come watch me talk to spirits and they knock on uh, this door. I mean, door. oops. <laughs> <laughs> Still polishing my show. <laughs> So this would basically lead to a bunch of scientists and doctors wanting to do science to prove whether these so-called mediums were lying to everyone or if they were all just a bunch of great big phonies. Mm. They're like, well, these are the two options. Science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all real was not part of those choices. Yeah. Okay. So before long, the women were found by doctors to have been making the sounds themselves. I am devastated. But the doctors couldn't afford officially prove it they're no. like we know you're doing it but we can't officially prove it every test the doctors would do would find that any sounds would come from directly below the women <laughs> and appeared to be joint cracking sounds ah like they're cracking their knuckles and stuff. <sighs> in fact is that what you had to do to be a medium was just be double jointed <laughs> if you could crack your knees you could make a million dollars in 1850 <laughs> <laughs> Fact, Holy crap, my ankle cracks all the time. Yeah. Oh, I could have been rich. You could have been very rich. Oh, man. In 1851, several doctors would find that the joint cracking was, quote from Wiki, cracking their bone joints such as toes, knees, ankles, or hips. From a control, they discovered the raps did not occur if the sisters were placed on a couch with cushions under their feet. Whoa. So, like, if it's, if it's cushiony, yeah. you can't make the sound. But right. if it's echoey... You can make the sounds. Huh. So, all right. That's because, excuse me, <laughs> that's because ghosts like echoes. Yeah. Okay, ghosts don't like cushions because they can't even feel it. Yeah. So, fuck you, science. Yeah. So, okay, the, the women were apparently able to crack their joints so loudly that it would be heard throughout a large venue. Holy crap. So, like, people in the back of the everything could this hear This is like a nightmare for my husband. When I crack my knuckles, it drives him up the wall. Oh, he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's one of those. So I do it. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. I crack my knuckles a lot. I do it, and I do it. I crack my knuckles a lot, too, and I do it, like, without thinking now, because I've been doing it such a long time, Yeah, and uh, it, I, he hates it. So I'll start doing it, right, and I don't even notice it, really, and then he's like, Rah! Oh, like, it's just, now, Yeah, I can just claim I'm haunted, so thank you. Yeah. Awesome. You're haunted. Their spirits are talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? I'm moved by the spirit. So, here's the thing I don't understand, though, is they didn't have microphones back then. How the fuck did the back of the house hear them? And... How are they not broken by cracking their joints that much? No kidding. For that long. It's <laughs> <Why>? like, 
<laughs> There's a cracking noise followed by a a ladylike whimpering. <laughs> crack, crack, crack. <laughs> so Mrs. Norman Culver, who was a relative of the sisters, signed a confession that she would help them during the shows, letting the sisters know when they should make a sound, and also revealing that the sisters cracked their joints. Okay. So this woman... She's a traitor. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Basically. Man, that's shitty. She's so their relative? the sisters denied it, and so, again, like, people still believe the sisters. They're yeah. Because like, who's like, this lady? Yeah, who's this bitch? who that is. No one... She can't crack her knuckle. I like... Uh, Mrs. Culver, I like your city, but sit down and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so, in 1953, uh, the sisters again would be investigated by Charles Grafton Page, mm-hmm. a man who dealt in patents, and he wanted to see how their talking to the dead worked. Uh, by talking to the dead. Right. But there's got to be more to it than just that. Were they trying to patent it? <laughs> no. That he, was their mistake. He, That's how it all fell down. Yeah. He concluded that it was all happening under their giant skirts. Oh. He basically said... He's like... <laughs> sure. But to be fair, men had no idea what was going on under the women's <laughs> giant skirts at this time. No idea. He's like, there could be ghosts in there. Yeah. As far as I know. <laughs> So he basically told the sisters that they had to do the set again. Naked. With no dresses on. Yeah, okay, this again. Jesus Christ. And they were like, no thank you, you're a man, (laughs) not a Quaker woman, so bye. And he said, I have proof you're a fraud then. And he's like, anyone who wasn't a fraud would let me see you work with no dress on. That's a new one, all right? And this is this is hundreds of years before the Me Too movement, and this is where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> okay? He started it. <laughs> you want to talk to the dead, don't you? Like, That's a new one, Charles. Yeah. You have to see us naked to see if, if I, I talk a, to the ghost. If I had a dollar every time someone wanted to see us do our set naked, I'd have two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. In 1857, Mm -hmm. there was a contest created by the Boston Courier where if you could perform your seance and prove that it was real, Mm -hmm. they would give you $500. The sisters were like, fuck yeah, let's do this. We'll do it naked. For $500, we'll do it naked. Now we're talking. (laughs) They showed up and the people were like, you're fake and you're cracking your feet. And the sisters were like, I never. (laughs) I sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> my feet get swollen and they need to be cracked. What? I, God, their feet must have been fucked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. So the only person who ever examined them and believed them was William Crooks. <laughs> All right. So he sounds reputable. <laughs> He's like, they're real. Mm-hmm. And he was famous for physics stuff. I didn't understand it. Did All a right. lot of physics stuff and good for him. Yeah. And he's like, they're the real deal. Wow. However, no one listened to him because he had claimed other mediums were real too, and the other mediums had been like way worse and way more sketchy and fake than the Fox sisters. Okay. So they're like, you keep thinking everyone's real. You I thought see. that that two-year-old oh. who was babbling was a medium. He's the fucking Leonard Malton of medium world. Like, you know Leonard Malton? Yeah. He loves everything. Yeah. And I hate this about him. It's like, you're not a movie critic if you love everything. Like, every movie that comes out has a rave review from Leonard Malton. I'm like, good God. Best movie ever. This is the best movie I've ever seen since the last movie I saw. <laughs> this is... Can't wait to see a movie tomorrow. Yeah. That will also be the best movie. I'm really excited about it. (laughs) So, okay. I'm calling you out, Leonard. (laughs) I'm sure he listens to us. Yeah, and he he, we're his fucking favorite podcast. (laughs) Watch, we're going to get like a one star. That one's justified, though. So, as the Fox sisters got older, they would meet men and get married. Okay, sure. Leah's first husband died. Living men? Living men. Okay. Wait, somebody died? Oh, her Leah's first, first husband, husband died, and she met a wealthy Wall Street guy and remarried. Mm-hmm. She's like, you have money, marry me. And he's like, yeah. My ex-husband said it was fine. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's rapped ten times. Yeah. <laughs> ten got, is really good. Kate would eventually marry a British lawyer okay. and move to Britain. <laughs> somewhere i don't know i didn't care about that portion of it okay and maggie would marry elijah kane okay he was a man who explored the arctic and he was a huge skeptic of the spiritualism movement wow he felt that leah knew about the scam 
and that Maggie and Kate were merely being forced to do their sister's bidding. I see. So this, this, but this is the real sitcom that's going to come out of this. The <laughs> odd couple kind of, I'm an adventurer and I don't believe in you. And she's like, oh, it's like, I talk to ghosts. It's like Three's Company, <laughs> except instead of like. The three, third one's a ghost? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a guy pretending to be gay, it's a ghost. Who's still pretending to pretending be gay. Pretending to be alive. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I like yours better. Pretending to be alive. He's pretending to be a live gay man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it, they, but they said it at, in Antarctica, and they yeah. call it Freeze Company. <laughs> Freeze Company. Burr. <laughs> Come and rap on our floor. <laughs> I will scream if you do. <laughs> Freeze company, boo. <laughs> well, oh. Eliza um, Kane basically fell in love with Maggie, despite the fact that he's like, you're a bamboozling hoaxer. But I love you. Yeah. And uh, they married. Uh-huh. And when they married, Maggie decided to abandon spiritualism. Well. And she converted back to Catholicism for him. Hello. She's like, I'm now a devout Catholic. Wow. Praise Jesus. Peace be with you. Yeah. Peace be with you. And Peace also with you. Peace and also with you. Yeah. And also to any dead people who might be listening. <laughs> Her husband would die shortly after they wed. Catholicism but... is not so far away from spiritualism, given how many saints they pray to. Well, the but... Holy Ghost. All right. Also the Holy Ghost. Exactly. Yeah. Hello. All you need, all she, all you needed was her to become Catholic, and now we can talk of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't answer for anyone who's not Catholic. Sorry. <laughs> I, I have caller ID. You're just a spiritualist. <laughs> oh, so, uh, even though... New religion. Who does? <laughs> even though she uh, he died, mm-hmm. she decided to hold on to the promise to him to reject spiritualism. Wait, who died? Her husband. Maggie's husband. Did you... Oh, I, I, sorry. I totally missed that when I was making fun of them both. Oh, well, sorry. yeah, he died. Uh, may he rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, I'm going to still be a Catholic. <laughs> Out of spite. Yeah. Cool. So later in life, both Kate and Maggie were now full-blown alcoholics. They're just like sorry, messed up laugh. entirely. What? I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> so it just sounded funny at the moment. Well, if you think about it, they <laughs> have done some pretty shady things. Yes. And nobody's kept them in check. And True. they've been drinking for since they were like 10. Yeah. And they're people, you know, that like if you are isolated and you're doing things that you don't necessarily are happy with yourself for kind of thing. Sure. There's a lot of things in play here to help it's them. As all, it's almost as if they knew that they were bamboozling people for their exactly. professional lives. And they couldn't cool. live with themselves. Mm. So Kate now at this time had two sons mm-hmm. and Leah none. Two husbands and no kids? Yeah, I don't Oof. think she had any kids. And Maggie had no kids either. But Kate has the two sons, right? Yeah. And Leah and other members of the spiritualist society were worried about her and them because of how much she was drinking. They held an intervention for her, but it did not go well. Oh, no. Kate was like, fuck you. Whoa. Fuck you. And the ghost says, fuck you, too. Bye. (laughs) If you give a shit what these bitches say, rap one time. Nothing. <laughs> so Kate like stormed out mm-hmm. and then she went and complained to Maggie. Oh. And Maggie, now being a good Christian, was like, We need to end this. And what? End this spiritualism movement. Whoa. Over and one bad intervention? Yeah. Wow. So both sisters are like, We're mad at Leah. Fuck Leah, let's do this. Why are they mad at Leah? Let's hurt her publicly. What'd she ever do to them? I guess she was the ringleader in the long run. We'll okay. find out. All right. So the two sisters went to New York City and they got paid $1,500 to expose their act. No. So on October 21st, 1888, uh-huh. Maggie would get up in front of a crowd of 2,000 people uh- and would tell them all how they had done it. Holy crap. She pulled the mask off the old man. And sure. And was like, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for your bamboozling spiritualist. That's right. She exposed her disgusting, shriveled feet <laughs> and made the noises. And they the shrieked whole... when the light hit them. Absolutely. <laughs> like, this is why I've hidden them all these years. <laughs> so, basically, she's revealing how they've done it. Mm-hmm. Kate's watching her, I think, with a bottle of booze. Sure. And, why uh, not? Maggie revealed the cracking and the sounds and everything. 
She also revealed that people who want to believe this stuff will believe it because they want to believe it. Wow. She's like, y'all are believing it because you're desperate to know what happened afterwards. Sure. That's why. They also then exposed her sister Leah as the ringmaster. Basically, that Leah had taught them how to do the sounds, and they practiced until they got it perfect. Not true. It's not true. We don't know for sure. I can't believe I'm calling them out right now. So... They 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 started with an apple, remember? Sure, and yeah, they were but, well. That's harder. Cracking an apple way harder than cracking your feet. <laughs> I think they just thumped an apple. <laughs> Poor apples, like getting bruised. It's like, yeah. what did I do to I, you? I know. <laughs> if they could talk to the spirit of that apple, yeah, <laughs> and have something to say. If you feel squishy, rap once. <laughs> 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 so. Maggie would continue performing the cracking sounds and let the doctors see her doing it, and they confirmed it. They're like, holy shit. We were right. (laughs) 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 You've all wasted your money and lives. (laughs) Suddenly, spiritualism was in a rapid decline as it was exposed to be completely fake. She would finish the show by giving God a thank you for allowing her to expose the fakeness that they had created. And God responded. Fuck you, bitch. (laughs) You created this. Hmm. So, the National Spiritualist Association. (laughs) It's NSA. Oh. (laughs) You're looking for some NSA fun? (laughs) (laughs) Ironic because there were strings attached to the apples and such. Yeah. (laughs) So now they're called the National Spiritualist Association of Churches, their religion. Okay, no. just make it plus churches, yeah. and we'll be fine. We NSA don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so they basically got really pissed off after this, okay. and they were like, Hey, Maggie, you have to fix this. You fucked us. Uh-huh. And Maggie was like, I don't think so. But then a year after her tell-all show, mm-hmm. and the pressure from the church, and the fact that she was broke as fuck uh-huh. now... Maggie tried to get back into spiritualism no. along with Kate. You're kidding. But everyone was She's like... She's like, what, just kidding? Yeah. Okay. Everyone's like, you told us it's fake. And her response was, the spirits made me do it because they were mad. And that she lied to all the people by telling them it was fake. But people were like, no. Um, yeah. I'm incredulous. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Kate would end up dying in 1892. After we think... After drinking too much. Well, she had another run-in with Mr. Bell. And uh, ODing on alcohol. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Not funny enough. Well, Mr. Bell may have poured it down her throat. There you go. Yeah. And Maggie would die only eight months later Mm. with literally no money to her name and living in a poorhouse. So it did not end well for the two sisters. No. I don't know how Leah died. I couldn't find that. They had a good run in the middle there, though. Yeah, I Mm. guess. I mean, if you consider... Being drunk all the time because you hate what you're doing to people. I just meant they went to parties. <laughs> do that thing. Talk to those dead people. I, I'm just here to, to have a party and just do the thing. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're a comedian? Tell a joke. You're a medium? Summon a ghost. <laughs> all right. What's wild, though, is after their death mm-hmm. in 1904, mm-hmm. some kids would break into the old Fox sisters' home, the farmhouse, mm-hmm. and went into the basement and found a skeleton. What? Doctors would study the bones and find that they were 50 years old, mm-hmm. which would corroborate the Fox sisters' story of someone being killed and buried in the basement. Okay. If it wasn't for the fact that it was a mishmash of bones and some of them were chicken bones. What? <laughs> So at some point you you're, you're just son of a bitch. So so, <laughs> so so is the kids did the kids plant it there or did the fox sisters like put a skeleton of like a, a weird chicken man person <laughs> in their own basement? It's a man bear pig. <laughs> so people think that some weird man nearby planted the skeleton as a joke. Mr. Bell, I think. But he was unwilling to come forward because they didn't want to get into trouble. He after finally the fact. lost it. I know. He's like, you want a body? I got a body for you. <laughs> you want a dead body? Yeah. You want a Bugatti? <laughs> <laughs> they like my bones, bones, bones. They call them phones, phones, phones. I'm Mr. Bell. <laughs> It was Alexander Graham Bell. Amazing. Who was, uh, this is his origin story. He's like, I can't talk to people in the world anymore because they hate me. I right. have to Everyone in my town hates me. I have to talk to people somewhere else. 
Okay. Okay. What is the bright side? Hey, well, it is the golden era of knuckle cracking, I would say. <laughs> knuckle cracking never got so big again. It's true. So, and that, I appreciate some knuckle cracking. That's a that's a good one. Thank you. Uh, for me first. Oh, there's more. Cool. <laughs> the, <laughs> the sisters eventually exposed the trick they were doing, allowing for people to see the reality of the situation. And this is a big one because people who are desperate yeah. will pay anything to get what they need done done. A person who misses a loved one, they will pay anything to talk to them again. And this easily could have kept causing people to go broke yeah. because they'll just keep paying to talk to them because they're like, I just need to hear their voice again. I need right. to know that they're there. By exposing themselves, the Fox sisters saved many people money in the future mm. and also did a lot of damage to other mediums who were taking advantage of people. Mm-hmm. So like the, the most famous spiritualists of the time recanted and say this is how we're doing it right and so that it was a kind of a death blow to that movement yeah which needed one yeah yeah also science got a lot out of this they actually really? learned about people believing things and how we can get tricked by sound waves and mm, such mm-hmm. so right. like inadvertently this terrible trick that they were doing to everyone helped science made us learn about the power of persuasion power yeah. of suggestion sure so they did a lot of bad things, but some good came from it? Sure. I think definitely some good came from it when they recanted. Yeah. When they really turned on each other. <laughs> that was a good moment. I mean, talk about like an April Fool's Gone talk about an April Fool's joke wrong. that went on too long. Yeah. No kidding. This I forgot that. This all started with like, let's freak out our mother Yeah. and then have a 50-year career and bamboozling people. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie's last words were April Fool's. <laughs> So, yeah. I love it. I was intrigued by these characters when we did the Ouija board episode, and now we have delved into their sordid history, and I appreciate it very much. Yeah. It's a fascinating story, and thank you. Thank you. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Please keep rating and reviewing, and we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Damn it, Henry, I'm trying to sleep. Henry! We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightSideKNJ, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.TheBrightSideWithKevinAndJason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the Bright, bright Side! side.